Welcome in for another edition. This we'll call the NFL preseason week three edition of the Fezzik Focus podcast. I'm AJ Hoffman, joined as always by the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Steve, how are you, bud? I'm good. If you're looking for words of wisdom, NFL week three preseason, unfortunately, you've come to the wrong place because with college football starting, I got to be honest, uh, it's just not worth the bang for the buck for me to spend a lot of time with the preseason of the NFL this week. I think that's a that's a fair way to uh, to deal with things. So I, I don't I don't necessarily blame you. Let's start the way we normally do with a fez tale. Yeah, let's do fez tales. You know, I love betting against places with rogue numbers, so I wanted to compare and contrast two places that had very differing numbers in differing locations. Let's go to the pristine shore of South Lake Tahoe. Beautiful place. The parties at Harvey's, Harris. And from there, I would walk when I was staying there just along the main drag there. Uh, I don't know if that's I-50 or what it is, but um, if you walked about a mile, you get get to Lakeside. I I could have driven, but I liked, I'd like doing the walk there. And Lakeside was an independent book. You could go into their sports book in the basement. They had unique numbers. Really enjoyed the time when I would stay in Tahoe and I'd go over, usually in the summer, and be able to bet against the Lakeside. And it ended up being profitable? Uh, I don't even remember. But, you don't you know, remember? You, but it's just a casino you enjoyed? It, well, I... I no, it was it was it was numbers I enjoyed. But it's true. I enjoyed the walk and it was very pretty and the like. I enjoy winning. Winning is it trumps everything and, and that's why this Fez Tale has a tale of two sports books. So as nice as that walk was in Tahoe, I tell you what, one of my other favorite rogue sports books, Poker Palace in Las Vegas. They used to have an independent sports book. I do not know if they still do. I I can't believe that they do. It's probably a William Hill. Mackenzie do you know where Poker Palace is? Oh, yeah. One of the first places I went to in Vegas, actually. <laughs> I, well, you guys can fill me in. I don't know where it Mackenzie, is. Mackenzie, tell um, AJ how to get to Poker Palace. Go down Las Vegas Boulevard. When civilization ends, keep going. And you'll <laughs> end up in North Las Vegas. And uh, you know, a couple miles off, off the Las Vegas Boulevard strip is Poker Palace. So Poker Palace, when you're in the sports book, just staring at the numbers, was comparable to Lakeside in terms of opportunities. Very low limits. Didn't take a lot. But you'd certainly find some unique numbers. Uh, the Dodgers might be playing in like on a minus one and a half that was even money everywhere else in the world that might be like minus 125 at the Poker Palace because everyone's just betting on the Dodgers. But but um, let's take a to get to the Poker Palace. What a contrast to the pristine Lake Tahoe. So let's start. Let's start on the <laughs> it's uh, not as pretty. Let's start on this. The, 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 the world famous Mirage on the Las Vegas Strip. So you start to drive on the boulevard to the north. OK. And eventually get to the Sahara, which is really where the strip ends, okay, the point of demarcation. But the strip definitely ends at the stratosphere, all right? At the stratosphere, now you've got what's called Naked City, lots of um, uh, bail bonds, places, um, a few strip clubs. You, uh, you've got the uh, the souvenir shops, souvenir everything for a dollar, T-shirts for $2. Shops, yeah, uh, working people, and especially at night out on the street. Uh-huh. And so they, they call that Naked City. And then you go into downtown, and you have a stretch of about five blocks, six blocks downtown, where it's all— Although more and more, it's all starting to meld together. Somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. But I can tell you that that meld ends <laughs> dramatically when you continue past downtown. You go underneath the highway um, overpass, and now there is, like, a homeless shelter and the like. Uh-huh. And you go about another, like, 
three blocks and you get to Jerry's Nugget, which is like an oasis um, in <laughs> in the hood. Because Jerry's Nugget is, is a fairly nice place. They have a really good coffee shop, and it's really you can get to it right off of I-15, so you don't have to go the way I'm describing. Jerry's is perfectly like you would never know when you were in Jerry's that it was really all that much different than being like in the Sahara. But then when you keep going, now you notice things like the streets stop having names. They're like A Street. <laughs> Oh, letters, letters, letters. Yeah, yeah. E streets, and I think about you know what's the U two song where the streets have no names? Mm -hmm. Like that's like that. That is this is not the place for your you, you, you know. Um, but um, what's your 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 read you do for the? Oh, for AutoZone for a battery to die? Yeah, yeah you don't want that to happen. Go to AutoZone before you before you venture <laughs> into that part of town. But if you go about Mackenzie, about a mile to Poker Palace, then. Yeah, once I was thinking Jerry's Nugget was the end of civilization. After that, about about a mile and a half. So I would say I would say if you go to if you would go to Poker Palace, and then you would probably you know probably you are probably at the point where even if you went a quarter mile or a half mile in every direction from Poker Palace, I still think it you would not be safe. Would that be fair, Mackenzie? Yeah, you don't want to leave your Mercedes anywhere within a mile of Poker Palace, no doubt. In any direction, right? In any direction. If you were to escape Poker Palace, it was like if, if it was if it was like Escape from New York, where that movie with um, with Kirk Russell, the real cool one, oh, no, mm -hmm. the other Russell, um, Jake Pliskin. If you're going to escape from Poker Palace and you had to go in one direction, north, south, east, or west, which direction you're on foot would you go? Ooh, that's tough. That's actually really uh, pressing. Oh man, I think I would go north. I think I, I go. I, There's gonna be more police, like towards the strip, isn't there? Yeah, will but you I, make it though. Will yeah, you make? will you will you make it if you, to Jerry's Nugget? So I I think I would go north because I know eventually I'm gonna be in Aliante, which is very right. nice. That's right, and Aliante can't be that far. And I think it, I, I think the nice thing about going north is like the movie Capricorn One, where they they, they, they where their plane crashes. Like we go, we were we were coming from the south, so we gotta go north, east, or west to try to find civilization. Which um, way would you go if you were trying to find a hooker, though? Oh, I would go south. I south, think I'd okay. stay right where I'm at. You yes. just, <laughs> You're good. You, it's probably a good place for them to hang out right outside the poker room. Somebody gets a win. Hey, no, hey, The problem doing, with buddy? going south is that you see Jerry's, you know, Jerry's Nugget you'll be safe at, but you got to get there, and I think you're actually going to a worse neighborhood going south. If you leave the safety of the boulevard, it's like being on Michigan Avenue and, and <laughs> on the south side of Chicago. You're probably okay on Michigan Avenue, but when you sway, if you go, if you move away from the lake, my God, just two blocks. I don't, I don't think so. No. So, um, yeah, I've. Um, Is that where you were jumped, McKinsey? No, you got jumped right next to my house on the north side. Oh, geez, terrible. The north side's got got some areas that are. I think every town has some areas that are shady. Not, not Summerlin. I mean, Summerlin's part of the greater Las Vegas area where there are shady parts. I'm but saying not Chicago. Like, okay, all right, all right. All right, That's not, fine. yeah, not, not, well, well, Evanston would be a good example, but a nice town that has, you know, you know, some shaky spots. Yeah, so. definitely. Which yeah. Is so, my, so, my so the, the, the lesson here is that the, uh, I don't care. I don't care about Lake Tahoe. I don't care about Poker Palace, and it's not a, a nice part. Give me good numbers, and I'm going to win. And, like, with the legalization of sports betting, for all those who are living in places like Minnesota and Illinois and Mississippi, it might be time to get out there like the Raptors do with the electric fence and, like, and like go ahead and check if the electric fence is working, meaning there might be some numbers out there that are crazy good. And don't go there just to bet Fezzik's two-star release. Go there to like look at the entire board and what creative um, decisions they made with their uh, bookmaking and what they're doing. Yeah, because that's one thing I do notice: non-Nevada books are a lot more creative with what they offer. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get much fun stuff here 
I just got a text from from our friend, the hitman, who's talking about college football props on players. I'm like, I don't think that's going to help me very much. It doesn't help you at all. State. Yes. Uh, All right. Let's talk about NFL season win totals. And these things are still moving. Yes. So. And I strongly encourage everyone, real strong pod, the Dream Pod this week. Check it out. We broke down the NFC South, um, and it's worth listening. Broke down the NFC, all of it. All of it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I strongly encourage you. There's all kinds of great Easter eggs and bets and things. Check that out. Definitely listen to it. However, if you only have 45 seconds, I'm going to summarize it for you. An object in motion remains in motion when it comes to season wins. Um, is that Einstein, Mackenzie? I think that's Heisenberg. Is that the law of relativity? Things that are moving tend to keep moving. All right? And that nothing is is more true. Or th- I thought it was Isaac Newton, but I'm going to look. I, I, it could well be. Well, look, we're looking that up. I, I'm going to. Yeah, I, it's Isaac Newton. I did not get straight A's in physics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the bottom line is this applies to NFL season wins. What do I mean by that? Let's just talk about the NFC. That means that when you see Tampa Bay's season win dropping, you don't need to know that their O line is decimated. You don't need to know that Brady is in the Bahamas. If you just, if you don't need to know anything, if you just followed it like every day, like something's wrong with Tampa Bay. And guess what? Money will continue to come against Tampa Bay. By contrast, in that division, money will keep coming on New Orleans. So it's August, and if you were going to bet those teams, you had to make a bet today. Bet in the direction of the move. Fade Tampa. Bet on New Orleans because it's just going to – if you want closing line value because it's just going to keep moving more. And a little Easter egg best bet coming up. Um, I'm going to be on New Orleans week two hosting, said mentioned Tampa Bay. It's plus three. There's plus three and a half lead dollar 20 at the um, – Did you just give out your best bet right oh, now? Yeah, but no one's listening. They, they all fast forward to the end. Ah. They get it first. Um, <laughs> no, they don't get it first because the fast forward people, you know, get there. But the, um, the key here is you want to – Bet, bet on team, you want to play in a game of the year versus a bet against team. Um, other divisions, everyone's betting against Dallas. Everyone's betting on Philly. So obviously you could look at their matchups as well on, on games of the year. Probably there will be value there taking you know Philly at, I don't know what they are now. You probably can get a minus one hosting Dallas. And are there any exceptions to this? Like teams that you think people have been bearish on, they're going to suddenly go the other way? What, what? There is an exception. The exception is the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. All the money, if, if, you, if you did what I was telling you to do, you'd say, oh, the Falcons are going to have the worst year ever. Well, if you're paying a lot of attention, the Falcons free fell from 5.5 to 4.5, 4.6, and now they're back to 4.8. So why are they going back up? Well, Marcus Mariota looks like a very good quarterback right now. And Desmond Ritter is back up. has looked phenomenal as well. Yeah. It looks like they're in a good situation regardless. Arthur at least Smith be- looks like a capable head coach, so they would be the exception to the rule. What is not an exception to the rule, if you go to the NFC North, um, nonstop. Oh, the narrative is out there. Minnesota, Zimmer fighting with Kirk Cousins. They're, you know, they're going to be much better. Um, so Minnesota's season win number has gone from 9 to 93 three eight and it's just going to keep going up Detroit everyone loves the Lions bad coach bad quarterback good TV show hard knocks it is good yes yeah, so but I want to fade the Lions well but, fade them right before kickoff I mean imagine like the Lions won three games last year now they're going to win seven yeah come yeah, on yeah and and their season win number there's still six and a halves out there so if you're going to bet the Lions I you know I did this on the dream pie I said I have to bet overs I, I like unders better unders are where the value is so I said I'll bet the Lions over because I'll just get rid of it right before post and at under seven. And one more team where the narrative, I think, is spot on correct. I don't care the Bears open seven. 
I don't care that they went to, I had all summer to bet under six and a half. Irrelevant. The number, <laughs> that I, a $20 fine for even mentioning all this. The Bears under six is a good bet because the Bears are going to win two games this year. All right. The Bears are just completely wrong, and all the analytic math geeks are trying to price things based upon stats on the Bears the last five years, and it does not matter. The Bears are dumping and they have no players. We've seen a massive, almost a flip. Uh, in the NFC East, it, it, like the Cowboys tumbling, the Eagles rising. I, I mean, I, based the injury news that just came out uh, last night about Tyron Smith, Smith yeah. at least until December. Uh, He's out till December. At least until December. He he like uh, tore the the ligament or the hamstring from the bone. I mean, it's just a, a disaster injury. It seems like you and got the, like a Schadenfreude there. You, you had this evil like look like a man that's got Dallas no. under 10 and a half. No, I was just thinking. Which just I sounded, do have, so I'm happy. It just sounded terrible. Hope but he's fine next year. The original tweets were, it looks like he's going to be okay. And then it's like, no. When the it's, bone's sticking out. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. So um, th- those two teams skyrocketing in, or tumbling in, in opposite directions. So, all right, let's look. At, this is a, an interesting thing that we wrote down here for – the next conversation. I tend to disagree with this, but I'm going to let you make your case. You think you can win without knowing a single player? Not one. <laughs> you could, if you did nothing else but specialize, you know, there's a, there's a gal that won a poker tournament without ever looking at her whole cards. And all she did was, um, is she looked at how people were betting and their reactions and the like. And so she, obviously she had to bluff a lot. She had, she basically had to take down pots when no one was weak, you know, when, when everyone, she perceived everyone to be, to be weak and she won a tournament actually doing this. I mean, if no one noticed her not checking her whole cards, then she was like, she pretended to look. Yeah. Oh, they were, I was going to say they were weak if they didn't notice it. You know, that, that, that's, that's a good point. And similarly, you know, I'll use an example. You, You don't need to, you don't need to know what's going on with Tampa Bay. If you're just paying attention you see, like, at the very sharp books, oh, Circa has Tampa Bay at 10.9, and another, and Westgate has them 10.9, and we can get them, you know, under 11.5 minus 25 over at our friends at DraftKings and FanDuel. Well, you know, who do, who do you think has the sharper number? Well, some some dummies might say, well, FanDuel, FanDuel and DraftKings have such, you know, they're nationwide. There's so many more betters, you know, they're, they're the right. sharp. Bullshit. Of course not. You know, it's like the solved by inspection. Circa has really sharp betters, and, and DraftKings and FanDuel has betters that love to play, you know, same game parlays, and, and that's why New Jersey holds 9% against all of the betters. And bottom line is Tampa under 11 is an outstanding bet. Now, you can't get that in Nevada, so you got to get creative. But if you're paying attention, a bet I've been throwing out there, you know, nonstop um, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. If some, if, if real is in my name, that's not me. That's not the real me. That's someone who's pretending to be. Well, that's confusing. That is just at Fezzik Sports. That's all <laughs> you need. The only place I sell any picks on is um, if, if you're going to buy picks from me, you are either buying them at pregame or you know me personally and you're meeting me and, and interacting with me face to face. Otherwise, you know, if you're not talking to me on the phone, you know, in a Zoom call, which is, I got to say, ultra rare. But I mean, I've got a few guys you know, that I've, I've been long, long-term clients. You well, know. you also, I mean, you don't like to email. Uh, you're, you're, a, you're a modern man. Uh, email too slow for e- you. Emails, like, like it drives me crazy. My old, t- like, like Charlie J, who was great from the Tuesday group, he still sends his plays out by email, and and Charlie doesn't move the markets immediately until 
guys like you know like Steven Nover is on the list, and Nover's good, very good at taking Charlie plays and turning them into Nover plays. That and I have no, and I have no issues at all with that. I think that's 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 using your networks, sure. connections, and that's that, that's a plus for Steven Nover, not a minus. Um, but it's by it's by email, and it's like, hey, if you know, you get the point where you know. As soon as you like something and people know you like it, the line's going to move. So you better be texting it because of how quickly, you know, everything um, is going to move. But, you know, getting back to that, um, all you need to know is Alabama's season win number is 11.2. And Tampa Bay's season win number at the Sharp Books is 10.9. So if you mix and match those two together, I was just having a good debate with Hitman about that. And he's like, well, but Alabama only plays 12 games. Sure. So if Tampa wins 13, you lose. And like, yeah, but if they win eight, you you win. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like the, it, it's still the mean, you know, that they're that they're projecting. So, but if Alabama season win numbers above eleven, and Tampa's is below eleven, and it's a matchup, and Alabama's plus money, which they were, or even modest minus money, sure. that's a really good bet. So that's look at ways to get at teams that we're talking about. They're one spending against Dallas, Tampa Bay. Like the dummy way to play against Dallas probably still win is to play the under ten lay minus a dollar twenty at a sharp book. Well, that's what the market valuation of it is right now. You should be able to get it at better than a market valuation. It would be similar to a stock market where you had stocks that are trading at different prices. The same stock on Nasdaq and on um, you know the Dow, and they're like listed on six different exchanges. Well, probably that's going to make it easier to win. All right, let's talk about why you don't do much in NFL preseason week three. And I know that you're getting ready for college football. You're not necessarily an originator with college football stuff. So what what's the what's the explanation for why you you start to lean more towards college stuff? Just too busy, um, and there's not going to be any carry for it. It doesn't help me to evaluate which third string quarterback is the best quarterback or which starter is going to play his um, uh, which coach is going to play his starters right. And which coach isn't, obviously that's going to give us really good bets and that information is going to result in a winning bet or two. But I'm really looking for much more like now with college football, I'll use an example. I'm looking at the money. I'm looking where the money's coming on the season wins. It goes back to a blindfold approach here. Today, power move on Arizona yesterday on season wins. So Arizona was two and a half for season wins. Now they're three and a half. Okay. They'd already leaked to three and everyone's betting Arizona over. So the light bulb goes on. Man, I, I don't know what state Arizona. Our friend Napa Mike here said bet Arizona over. Right. And I so I don't know what state Arizona plays in. All right. I can't name a player. I don't know who their mascot is, and I don't know if they're in the ACC. But this I know. Arizona is playing Zizix on week two, and I am not betting Zizix. There's no way, shape, form I want, I want Zizix. I want Arizona because uh, the, there's something clearly the – Odds makers misvalued Arizona's opening power rating to come up with a two and a half for their season win. And I will call Napa Mike if need be to tell me how much Arizona is undervalued. But I'm confident on a situation like that, that with as good a move as we've seen on Arizona, I mean, they're still a below average team, but they're not as bad as the market thinks they are. All right. Let's uh, let's take a moment and save you guys some money here and great way to do it go to pregame.com whatever you're looking for you want to get a season-long package you want to get a Fez and I's combo package uh whatever you're into I mean you can get I think you can get Fez for a full what six months or a year what what, what there's tons of options available they there's vary a, by day and I tell you the one thing that that doesn't vary the price goes up each and every week that is don't true. wait do it now. RJ Go says you, you, you'll never pay more 
for getting in early. And I'm going to throw out a personal guarantee. I'm going to throw out my coupon, all right? If you subscribe to me for the year, all right, and you leisurely get my picks, you kick back, you go bowling, you go to brunch, and then on Friday night you bet them, I don't know if you're going to win or not, so this doesn't apply. However, if you're diligent and you're on top of it, and as soon as you get my plays, you bet them at the numbers that I'm giving out, and if you can't get close to my numbers, then you let those plays go. So you just bet the plays where you get my numbers, and, you, and, and you're ready to get them, and you will get them if you're available at time of release. You will win, and if you do not win, I will personally, next time you're in Vegas, I'll take you out to dinner, and you can just, you know, you know, Yell at me for why you didn't win money. Beautiful. Because you're going to win money. Um, but again, let me emphasize, if you want if you want to just bet all my stuff when you wake up on Saturday morning before the games kick off, and you want to play over 50 in a game I gave out over, you know, 47 and a half, well, I'm, then, then that guarantee does not apply. Okay. Well, what I can guarantee you is 20% off whatever you get at pregame.com. Use the code ACTION20 at checkout. Just put ACTION20 in the, uh, the promo code box. And you will get 20% off anything you get at pregame.com. And that is good until next Thursday. So um, you want to get in that, you want to get the NFL stuff for the full season. You want to get caught, you want to start with college football. Now is the time to do it. I'm telling you, um, I I would expect that a lot of Fez's college will look like mine. A lot of my NFL will look like Fez's this year. We're going to be talking a lot about what we're putting out. So uh, that that combo package, I think, is a really great deal. Uh, I really do. So uh, action 20 at checkout pregame.com. Okay, now let's talk about – Let's talk about asymmetric risk, and let's, I guess particularly, let's talk about it in this Hawaii-Vanderbilt game that's coming up on Saturday. Yeah, so asymmetric risk is you never bet a bet unless you're certain that the number's not going to get any better when you're half a point away from a key number. So you never bet plus 2.5, you never bet plus 6.5, you never lay 3.5, you never lay 7.5, unless, unless the game is about to kick off. And then, obviously, you're not going to get a bet at all. And I still might argue, you know what, maybe you should wait and bet it live if that's the case because it's like that extra half point is worth so much. So Hawaii, Vanderbilt. So let me ask you, has there been any news, like, in the last two days impacting that game in terms of injuries or situations? No. Or like? Okay. So uh, I'll, uh, opened at Vandy, a small favorite, went up to Vandy minus 6.5, stayed there for a long time, all right? And then the power move on Vandy and went up from 6.5 to 8. All right. Uh, just in the last couple of days. And it actually eight and a half's out there now, even. And it actually went up. You know, I know it went up to seven, dropped to six and a half. And now it's up to eight to eight and a half. And I know that um, one major um, player in the sports betting marketplace released Vandy my six and a half. And that that, that, that made it run to eight. And I actually predicted I said to people, you know, now that it's eight, there's no way it's going to go any higher. I don't believe. But then it went up to eight and a half. Um, I really think that this is a case where last week on the pod I said don't bet. We had someone like Hawaii, and I said don't bet Hawaii plus seven. It's painted seven. Just follow it really closely because I think it's a late game. All the public's going to be on on Vandy. I'd be very surprised even if the line was six and a half. If you didn't get a seven slam dunk, you know, at some of the, if you got enough outs. Well, now I'm going to come and say you know now that it ran to eight. I don't see how it's going to keep going higher at this point because 
the market influencers, you know, gave this out. And this is different than season wins. Remember how I said sure. season wins, object emotion, continues emotion. That is not the case with week to week lines. If you see a line going, it is true somewhat for NFL week one lines, actually. Okay. Whereas if you see money coming in um, on Buffalo against the Rams, it goes from pick to two. I would say all things being equal, it's more likely to go two and a half than one half. That's just going to continue in the same direction. But I, I don't see that in college football. I see big moves, and then I tend to see numbers coming back right at post, although I'm not sure that's really the case the very first week or not. But you think you you think in this game that the money is right, the recent money, and it's just going to keep coming? I do. And, I, of course, I regret not getting in on Vanderbilt earlier. But I, I, I think also when you consider, as usual, this is the Hawaii game is the last game of the day. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a bigger handle than typical on this game because it's the the last game of week zero. And I think that most people will look at Hawaii and go, "Ooh, I don't want any part of that. And I, I think more Vanderbilt. But I also I, I guess I meant to ask you, like, once it's at seven and a half, if it's at nine and a half, is it really a massive difference? No, uh, I and mean, that's, and that's really the key. So so if you like um, right now, let's say you like Vandy and the lines eight and a half. Well, I would say yeah, just just wait it out. You know, the line already it was two at some point. There's guys with minus two and minus three in their pockets, and I can tell you they're going to bet Hawaii at post. Most of the ones I know, they're, they're sure. going to play back Hawaii at post. Um, and we're talking about the sharp books here, so I fully recognize you're never going to get a, a you know a soft number at a station casino or a wind casino, etc. Um, on the the favorite, but. You know, the, if you have access to the pinnacles, the bookmakers, you know, the the the, the bet on lines, it wouldn't surprise me if, if this line went back to seven. It could go back down to seven. It could go. It know, would shock me if it went to seven. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if it went up to nine and a half. But you know what? Yeah. And this sounds. But you think it's is more likely to go to seven than ten? Yes. Okay. Yes, those two. I think it's much more likely to go to seven. 10. In fact, I've got. I tell you what. I got dinner says. I got birthday dinner says your birthday dinner. Happy birthday coming up. Thank you. Um, I've got birthday dinner com- coming up that if um, it'll be after his birthday, I will bet you if it's if it's minus seven or less, I win. If it's minus 10 or more, you win. And we'll take a neutral, a book that's like not s- square sharp. We'll just, we'll take, what's, what, what would be a middle of the Westgate road? or Will Hill. I, I mean. Will Hill is the perfect. Caesars, okay. Will Hill yeah. is the perfect. I'd say Westgate sharp and Will Hill is like right down the okay. middle. So if it's 10, you win. If it's seven, I win. Otherwise, it's a push. It's a deal. It yeah. is a deal. All right. Mackenzie, what do you think is more likely on that game? Motions keep staying in motion. I'm going to say eight and a half. Well, well it's like, already eight and a half. So you think more likely to get to 10 or seven? 10. So you okay. think you think. So he's on my side. Now, it may well, you know, it's interesting. Despite what I just said, I think all things being equal, nine is more likely than eight. But nine doesn't it doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. All those numbers no, don't right. matter. So, so 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 what I'm basically saying is that so AJ might like um Vandy my seven and a half, and it's like I'd wait for seven, even though I may well if if you're texting me, I may may well say go ahead and lay the nine at post. Yes. Okay. All right. I want to talk to you about contests and how you decide which ones to enter. Uh I, I'm guessing you're looking for the biggest layover, like the biggest uh overlay, I mean the like, Spot on. Okay. This is a great point. And, and this, this for anyone that's coming to Nevada that's going to play contests, this is going to pay for the pod, and you should, like, donate to RJ Bell, that, the great one. That's What's what's RJ's Twitter? At RJ in Vegas. At RJ in Vegas. 
Um, and RJ does all this tremendous pregame research. He's got McKenzie's running all these fantastic numbers and doing all the, you know, the back work. But I can tell you this. Um, no one knows what they're doing in these contests. There's a reason that I won six of these, okay? But part of it is contest selection. So Survivor, like, everyone's talking Survivor. Oh, yeah. you, you can win millions. And it's like, okay, first off, like, I'm t- well, let me talk Circus Survivor. There's not going to be an overlay. They're guaranteeing 6 million people. There's going to be 6,500 people in that contest. You're not getting any, any extra money. It is still a very good deal because people are dummies. And the very first week, 14 people won't submit their picks. So. Sure. I'll, I'll go over for it. Do you go over under 14? I'll go over. Yeah, week one, people forget. There's people who signed up in March, and then they're, they, you know, they, they like, oh, my cousin's going to put it in and whatever. I was in a contest, uh, an online contest for MMA betting, and I was in ninth place out of, like, uh, 700 after, I want to say, six events. Uh-huh. You, you basically pick who's going to win each event. Yes. Uh, if it's If it's a minus money, you get one point. If it's plus 220, you get 2.2 points. Sure, sure. Real good shape. This And it runs from January 1st to December 31st. About mid-February, I just forgot one. I forgot to submit my things. And it makes it harder to win. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. You're same, out. Yeah, same with my, my buddy, the Midnight Cowboy, was in the, the, the Las Vegas Super Contest in week, week three. You know, he just slept in. I, I don't know if that was the week Rice played early and he missed that game, too. He slept in a lot. Mike stayed up late. So but the bottom line is, you know, there's a lot of dead money and foolish money and people playing their double option, picking both sides of games and the like. But the overlay is going to be on Circa Millions. They're, they're, Circa Millions is only going to have 4,900 uh, 4, entries. What's the price difference between entering Circa Millions and Survivor? So they're both based – they're both guaranteeing $6 million, okay, mm-hmm. for um, – based upon 6,000 entries. So the price pool is the same. But here's the thing. People are greedy. People are like, oh, I can win the $6 million all by myself. Well, no, you can't because – Well, somebody can. One, no, no, one guy will. No, he won't because, <laughs> because every two weeks approximately you're going to lose half the field. It's 20 weeks for the contest, Okay. So uh, during that 20-week period, if you, it's like a 10-team parlay. If you're losing, you know, you basically have 50-50 to get, you know, um, to get through each two weeks. So it's like a 10-team parlay. It's like a 1,000-to-1 shot. If there's 6,000 people, you're going to chop it six ways. So you're okay. going to win one million. Guess what? The other, the other contest is called the Circa Million. Why do you think they call it that? Because you get a million dollars. There you go. So the first prize is about the same, and it has more skill to it. And it's going to have an overlay of 33%, and yet people, more people are signing up for Survivor. You know why? Because people are, are foolish. People and more don't people, know what they're doing. More people will get paid in circa millions than will get paid in Survivor. Yeah, yeah. so people do love that idea of the, the, the enormous payout. But I can tell you, I mean, I don't want a winner-take-all contest. That sucks. You know, it's like I don't like the super contest goal, the winner-take-all aspect. It's like talk about a luck fest. And, and Survivor is actually one of the easiest— I know you're mapping out all the permutations, and there's a sure. lot of complexity, but a complete dum-dum that does nothing but take the biggest favorite each and every week is not playing at much of a disadvantage to the field. Whereas if you take a complete, you know, you take a, a five-year-old picking five games against the spread, he is at such an enormous disadvantage to me over the course of the season, especially when he's picking his stuff 48 hours before the deadline to have his proxy put it in. And I assume you'll still be playing the Super Contest. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, so I'll, I'll play I'll play Survivor. Now is then Super... you're going to play Survivor. I'll, I'll partner up with you if you can if, 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 you, if you can to get more millions contest because that's where the overlay is. You okay. Let me know. My wife's going to play Survivor. Then I'm going to play Westgate. Um, I'll, we always play the Super. You know the 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 um, the um, the, the five thousand dollar gold. Is Westgate is do you is it still 
uh, is there still a good overlay or do you only play it for the idea that you could be the three-time champion three-time champion yeah. i don't care it's like it's like i'm a legacy i have to play you're gonna it. play I it no to, i i, yeah. I it, it's like helmuth has to play the main event I so mean, even if it was like it, it ended up being not nearly as profitable as playing in circus contests you're still going to do it in fact i ran into one of the real nice ladies she's one of vanessa i can't i don't know know her last name i think and she's an accomplished woman player and she said i might skip the women's event I'm like you can't skip the women's event you're like a top 20 woman poker player in the world you have to play the women's event just for the the i mean come on yeah um but the so so only and then i'm going to play the college contest at william hill because it's going to be a caesar it's going to be enormous overlay on that okay and that's five entries at five thousand so now this is going to take up a whole lot of time and so finally i'm at survivor but that's my progression if you will i'm only going to hit survivor if i hit these other place this other stuff first um napa mike heads up I might be asking you if you want to partner up with me on the William Hill. By the way, can you fund it for us? <laughs> yeah, and I'm— Love I, Napa Mike Adams. And, I, I mean, how do you make sure you've got—like, do you write down a schedule? I've got to be here on this day. What What do you do? Yeah, it's, it's saying no different than business planning. It's like literally you set your timers, and you got to say, here's the deadline an hour before— and here's what the thing. I always put in my picks like three hours before instead of an hour before the first week. Why? I'm always assuming there's some kind of screw up with the passwords or with the the numbers and the play, the guys whose plays I'm putting in for. I need that lead time to just in case everything breaks. I can hop into the bends and drive down to the book and say, "Help! I can't get my picks in before the deadline." That just the first week only. A smart move. All right. Uh, all right. That let, let's let's recap your best bet and that'll wrap it up for this week. NFL week two, New Orleans Saints plus three hosting Tampa Bay Bucks. Bold prediction this line will close two. Um against the Hall of Fame odds makers at DraftKings, the line is currently plus three and a half, lay a dollar twenty. If I was in a Hall of Fame bookmaker, I probably would have had this at two and a half instead of three and a half, but they I'm not in the sports betting hall of fame. So uh, it's plus three and a half, lay a dollar twenty. I won't grade it at that. We'll grade it plus three. Um uh, the Saints hosting the reeling Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady's still in the Bahamas? No, he finally made he's it He's finally back. But, boy, it looks like he's got some problems. I thought I saw a guy. I, I was at the Cove. I thought I saw him at one of the lounges. The guy looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That will do it. Remember that promo code ACTION20 if you want to save 20% off anything on the site. Uh, it's good until the next Focus podcast comes out. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends. We've had tremendous growth with this podcast. I really appreciate it. I know Fez does as well. Uh, thanks to Mackenzie Rivers for all his work. And Regameresearch.com. Yes. No, that's not even a site. Don't go no, there, it's not a website. No. But, uh, but we will see you next week. Yeah.